Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Weekday Wednesday, Tucson, Arizona's number one online radio podcast about all things medical cannabis. Your host, Bell Star. And the Cannabis Kid. Our show features news, interviews, and all the latest information about anything and everything medical cannabis related in Tucson, Arizona. And the world at large. We'd love to hear from you. Please give us a call live at 646-915-8421. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on all social media, or email thctucson at gmail.com. We'd like to thank Tumbleweeds Health Center and Studio C, along with our many sponsors for hosting our show every week. With the lowest price certifications in town, you'll find hemp products accessories, and all things related to medical cannabis education. Visit Tumbleweeds Health Center at 4826 East Broadway Boulevard or online at com. And remember, be smart, be safe, and educate. It looks as though if you're just now tuning in, we may not have been live that whole entire time. <laughs> I do not even know what to say except for welcome to Wednesday, Wednesday, everybody. Morning, we are just everybody. starting the show again at 8.24 a.m. If you're just tuning in now, you're just trying to tune in and the show wasn't going, it's because... I thought, wow, this is going way too well. This can't be going this well. Um, just can't. So I'll have to check the show. And sure enough, I don't sure think enough. we were live at all. <laughs> <laughs> one show, all you can do is laugh. The one, oh. one show that actually worked. And now, and now we're actually working. Okay. Well, here you are. <laughs> Welcome. We'll just start the show over. We've got a lot to talk about. We just read streams that you didn't even get to hear, so we'll read those kids. <laughs> and uh, welcome to Wednesday, Wednesday, everybody. 24 minutes of nothing for you guys. Absolutely nothing. We apologize. Well, yeah. Us. We're smoking a lot of weed. Maybe that's part of the problem. Yeah. And um, we're it all on that. No, but that's funny. Oh, my God. Welcome to Wednesday, Wednesday. Good morning, everybody. We're just going to start all Thank over. Mm-hmm. Although I can never tell who's in and who isn't. When we tune you out, we tune us. Right. <laughs> oh, my God. Here we go. Oh, boy. Well, welcome to Tumbleweed. Welcome to Tumbleweed Health Center, everybody. You're here. Come on and get certified. Yay. Get on down to Tumbleweed Health Center, 
some, some hemp products. We have all the hemp products down there for you. Um, <clears throat> wow. We literally rambled for 25 minutes and no one heard a thing. And now I'm like, did we talk about church 25 well, welcome back, Cannabis Kid, everybody, because it's been, I can tell you exactly, it's been, well, at least been six, probably closer to eight that I've seen him. Um, yes. Yeah. yeah, because five weeks, uh, the five-week gauge right there. Uh, I came over the uh, first week of shelter. Uh, like, uh, well, I, it was like, okay, everyone. But it's been at least five weeks. It's been five. Welcome back, Cannabis Kid. We're smoking tons of weed over here. Just, again, why this is part of the show. Um, not why. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> just forgot to re-unmute us. That's all. I mean, that's no video. Um, if you want to get certified, and we can even do any of this stuff. So let's just do a little bit of this stuff. And then, um, wow, we can get to our song and then get back to our show. And then we're going to play some, Doug, <clears throat> some of Doug Fine's new book. So excited. We're going to start that over, though, um, and we're going to start that pretty quickly here. In fact, we might – well, do we need do we need the pot shop some today since we've been missed half the whole damn show? I mean, but it is tradition. Anywho, if you're in anywhere in Arizona and you're experiencing PTSD, cancer, glaucoma, AIDS, chronic pain, severe nausea, seizures, epilepsy, HIV, Hep C, ALS, Crohn's disease, agitation of Alzheimer's, cachexia, or wasting syndrome, severe and persistent muscle spasms, including multiple sclerosis. And if you're even, um, if you're being treated by for anything that even isn't on that list, and uh, you're getting sick and have symptoms like that from the medication, we can treat you for that too. If you suffer from one of these medical conditions and have been diagnosed by an Arizona licensed physician, medical cannabis may help relieve your symptoms. Tumbleweeds Health Center is Arizona's premier cannabis certification health and education center. Our primary focus is to help the patients of Arizona obtain their medical marijuana card and educate everyone about medical cannabis. With current medical records, approval is a simple process. Contact Tumbleweeds Health Center to see if you qualify for your Arizona medical marijuana card. 0838-4430. There we go. Give us a call, 520-838-4430. Um, folks, we're going to just keep, we're going to play a song.
But shit, it was 99 cents. I'll be blazing and smoking it. About to go and get some munchies next. Passing up on those cracker jacks. Reese's pizzas are where it's at. Gotta get me some soda pop. Cotton mouth has been creeping up. I can't remember where I put my keys. Yeah, that's what's up. I'ma take your grandpa's ride. I'ma take your grandpa's ride. No, for real. Ask your grandpa. Can I take a 65? Deville cruising to my local Publix. Nothing better than rolling with two super fly chicks. They have frozen burritos. I bought frozen burritos. I bought some Ben and Jerry's. And then I bought some Cheetos. Hello, hello, my main man Obama. A couple states have just reformed their laws on marijuana. What you gonna do? Send the feds there? Hell no. The DEAs will be like, ah, oh, they got volcano. I'm gonna smoke some weed. Only got $20 in my pocket. I'm a hunt, looking for a pot shop. This is fucking know about the science of marijuana what you know about people suffering from glaucoma they need it they need it it helps them with their condition if you don't believe me then just ask some eye physicians thank your granddad for voting for that guy richard nixon is the president who made the plant illegal but science is now showing that it's medicine for people and the private sector fighting to keep all of that illegal alcohol and tobacco pharmaceutical prisons i'll take those four major lobby groups and fight those motherfuckers they're making money day and night all those motherfuckers and bribing congress out of sight all those motherfuckers They'd be like, oh, it's immoral and unhealthy I'm like, how many people are you making wealth? Anti-marijuana lobbies are making all kinds of profits And they don't want you to stop it because of all the special interests I call that getting swindled and pimped shit I call that getting tricked by the government That law's hella old So it's time to update it, regulate it, and then get it under state control Peak game, look into my political telescope Think it's gonna stay like this forever? Not hella won't Not hella won't Being a hypocrite, you used to smoke weed. I'm gonna smoke some weed. Only got twenty dollars in my pocket. I'm the one looking for a pot shop. This is fucking awesome. Let's end the war on drugs. It's time to pull the plug. These special interest groups are nothing more than corporate thugs. Let's end the war on weed. The people have agreed. Welcome back to Wednesday, Wednesday. Still eating eggs. That thing goes so fast every time. I'm like, are you kidding me? Welcome back. We're done? <laughs> like I'm not supposed to. Here we are. <laughs> and here you are. All right. And hopefully we're live. Let's play Doug's book. He's like threatening this. Um, this is a great book. And let's find our little program. Um, I bought the audio version, and it's him, and it's awesome. just awesome. He had a blast recording, and he said, um, and I just couldn't wait to get it because uh, I'm more of an audio girl, I'm more of a listener than a reader, uh, just my style of learning. So let's see what we got here, and um, let's see, go back. Can we go back to the, oh, uh, let's see, I don't know how to do this stuff. The very beginning. No, I want track. I want track one. How do we get to our tracks? Oh, here we go. Look at that. Track one. Here it is. Never mind. 
Publishing presents American Hemp Farmer, Adventures and Misadventures in the Cannabis Trade. Written and read by Doug Fine. Introduction. Refugee Bear. Six years ago, a bear fleeing a wildfire in our New Mexico backyard killed nearly all of my family's goats in front of our eyes. It wasn't the bear's fault. It was a climate refugee. It was June of 2013, and drought had weakened the Ponderosa. climate event that until recently would have been called a didn't finally arrived about half a day before we would have evacuated lost his home and his mind. He didn't even really eat most of the goats. We lost all but one of the animals that provided our milk, yogurt, and ice cream. Maybe Keller Swift survived, but Bette Midler, Stevie Nicks, and Natalie Urchin, who loved meditating with me of a morning, perished. As did the bear several weeks later, care of a game and fish marksman, upon going after a dozen of our neighbor's sheep. Ever since, my sweetheart and I have had to keep a constant eye on our human and goat kids. We react like a fancy SWAT team to any unusual noise up in the <laughs> eponymous pits above our small adobe ranch. I can imagine, Doug. We've had our climate change pearl harbor, the event that shifted us into a single-minded new normal. If you haven't had yours yet, you probably soon will. This is a paramount reason I'm an overworked employee of the hemp plant. The people I care about most are one blaze away from joining the world's 20 million climate refugees. If I get the pleasure of putting goat sitter under occupation on my tax form, there's nothing like wildfire fleeing bears attacking your livestock before breakfast to hammer home the fact that humanity is in the bottom of the ninth inning, two outs. The conflagration convinced me that I had to do something personally to work on this climate change problem. After some research about carbon sequestration through soil building, it became clear that planting as much hemp as possible was the best way to actively mitigate climate change and help restore normal rainfall cycles to our ecosystem. At least the fire's timing was good. Hemp was de facto legalized for research purposes in 2014, two months before the publication of my earlier book about hemp, Hemp Bound. I've spent the ensuing five years not just covering the industry, but joining it, developing genetics in Oregon and a farm-to-table product in Vermont, consulting, filming, and speaking all over the world, working on university research in Hawaii, and teaching a college course. But playing hemp and making a living at it can be two different endeavors. This book blueprints possibilities for independent farmers like myself who'd like to do both, particularly on their own land. A lot of things go right. An independent farmer or a farmer cooperative can make a viable living on a small number of acres. That ain't exactly the way agriculture's been going the past century. Just how many acres depends most of all on the part or parts of the cannabis plant you're cultivating. Seed, flower, fiber, root. Another variable is whether you're planning to create a 
third is if you're going at it alone or in partnership with others. Hemp markets are diverse enough that I've met farmers who have developed a viable business plan for a one-acre harvest at the same time that there are independent farms in Oregon, Kentucky, Montana, Colorado, cultivating in the 2,000-acre realm. We'll focus on a 20-acre enterprise throughout our adventures in this book as we glide from soil prep through cultivation to strategies for marketing final products. In many of the season's phases, the discussion will be scalable to either larger or smaller enterprises. Though I still consider myself a hemp journeyman, I've got a dozen crops under my belt across varied soils, climates, and laws. So we'll explore the most illustrative ways that this plan put me and others through the ringer during each part of the season. Our planting saga will come from a year's cluster of unasked-for lessons, tractor issues in Oregon, our harvest from another year's adventure half a continent away, a snowstorm covering us in Vermont. Then we'll follow the efforts of several pioneer hemp farming enterprises to bring the resulting farm-to-table products to the world. When we emerge, we'll have survived an entire season. For those who don't want to make a living with hemp, but would like to support the farmers who do, or perhaps grow their own ancient superfood while sequestering its carbon, the lessons from my ongoing immersion are the same. Plus, for backyard gardeners and pros, working in a hemp field is the most fun you can have outside the bedroom. Even as I relate the experiences of a half decade in hemp, this book also reflects life unfolding in real time. That's because when you're strapped in for the roller coaster ride of a major industry's first wild years, new realities arise all day on all fronts. In the case of hemp, cultivation lessons, cutting and marketing rules, and pricing markets are all in constant flux. Perhaps most important, hemp was just legalized for commercial purposes in the United States a few hours before the 2018 winter solstice, the day I started working on this project. Thanks to a little 28-page provision tucked into the 807-page, $867 million agriculture improvement bill, otherwise known as the 2018 Farm Bill, which became long while I was extracting our newest Houdini of a goat kit, Julie Andrews, from the Red's winter cover crop. Hemp's federal oversight has been transferred back from the purview of the Justice Department to that of the Department of Agriculture. This is where it belongs, hemp being just another farm product. For three quarters of a century, cultivating hemp, today being non-psychoactive varieties of cannabis, had been functionally illegal in the United States. This started in large part because of a bureaucratic budget shuffle. The guy who ran the federal alcohol prohibition program during its final stages, Harry Handlinger, needed a job for himself and existing staff. So he and some friends in the yellower media set about inventing a problem with one of humanity's longest utilized plants. Under the 2018 Farm Bill vision, our public servants at agencies like the Food and Drug Administration will chime in on edible products. In fact, FDA officials were already issuing menacing memos about being the new sheriff in town just minutes after law enforcement agencies such as the Drug Enforcement Administration had been freed to focus on the opioid epidemic and other real problems. Those administrative shuffles mean that in this book, we'll have to spend a portion of our hempier off the field learning how to deal with and shape all kinds of regulations, farming regulations, nutritional supplement regulations, hemp testing rules, 
Another way of putting this is that the entrepreneurs and activists who worked for decades to bring about this momentous legalization and who were justifiably blowing up my phone with a barrage of emoji-laden victory notes that joyous day the 2018 Farm Bill passed are about to have a be careful what you wish for adjustment. But that's okay and to be expected. Collectively, we independent farmer entrepreneurs and the customer base that supports us will make sure the emerging industry rules work for our farm table craft sector. That way, we can rebuild both soil and rural communities. As I type here on the ranch, 10 months after that legalization solstice, the unusually orange orb of a near full moon is rising outside my office window as though in celebration. One more crop has come in. The long nightmare of cannabis prohibition is over. Its three-generation duration is to our advantage. We can shape this industry any way we like. Doug Five, Funky Butte Ranch, New Mexico, October 2019. Chapter One, Be First, Better, or Different. New Mexico, 2019. In the week between learning about the discovery and yelling about it in San Francisco, he bought all the picks and shovels in the city. Peter Yang, writing about store owner Sam Brannan's actions in the wake of the 1848 California gold strikes. If an attempt to pinpoint why him is about to become the fastest agricultural industry ever to reach a billion dollars in annual sales, it might be because Humans have an embedded genetic memory about plants. Hemp has been a camp follower across anthropologists since before the arguable misstep of sedentary agriculture. Michael Pollan argues in The Botany of Desire that we actually co-evolved with cannabis and other plants. To him, it just makes Darwinian sense if a plant wants these to keep carrying and planting it around the planet. That plant will do its best in things they want. Roofs, sandals, superfood, party favors. Not bad for one seed. In an era when any material is a click away, I utilize hemp every day strictly for performance reasons. It beats the competition. Might be the plant's seed, fiber, or flower. Often all three. I eat it, wear it. I'm about to pack my porch with homegrown hemp fiber plaster. My laptop case is hemp fiber, too. I like to think hemp's microbial balancing parties protect me from disgusting airplane trade tables. There is physiological evidence to support polyco-evolutionary theories. In 1992, the Israeli researcher Raphael Meshulam discovered that we are all born with receptors for the compounds, cannabis flowers, and some other plants, collectively called cannabis. Our built-in cannabinoid receptors constitute what is known as our endocannabinoid system. Put simply, these receptors prepare our bodies to receive the property of cannabinoids. You can think of them as Velcro, or say, the pain relief components of cannabis to be introduced when bark or shin. All mammals, amphibians, reptiles, birds, and fish have endocannabinoid systems. Preliminary research into whether some invertebrates all have. If they do, 
matured dates our relationship with the cannabis plant way back in history. Modern farmers reveal their encoded love for hemp without always realizing why. When my Kentucky colleague Josh Hendricks took me to an antebellum barn that sported a World War II-era hemp freight used to prepare rope for Navy rigging, he demonstrated the recently rediscovered calf-sized wood device as though he'd been using it for years. Deeply rooted in rural Kentucky culture, he told me. Most people would call this a tobacco barn, but before that, it was a hemp barn. 77 years of cannabis prohibition, in other words, are a blip in Canada's eight-millennia relationship with this plant. The architecture of the digital age's hottest commodity. C, a superfood with perfect omega balance and loaded with minerals. Although fewer than 1% of U.S. homes today stock a hemp food product, those that do sure use a lot of it. Edible hemp seed, hemp protein meal, and hemp seed oil already constitute a billion-dollar market in North America, one growing by double digits annually. In the near future, as in most of the past, hemp seed derivatives will also provide a regenerative source for industrial solvents, resins, and glutes. Flour. Source of the current CBD gold rush, crystalline bulbous trichomes that line hemp flower contain more than 111 known compounds called cannabinoids, many with beneficial properties and many of which feed future gold rushes. Absent from the hemp market just five years ago, hemp flower products now represent 80% of the fast-growing industry. Overnight, the majority of hemp cultivators have migrated from the 8,000-year-old dioecious, female-mode, of hemp cultivation to sensimia, female-only, literally without seed cultivation. That's because they're interested only in the CBD gold rush for now. Stock, also known as bias. Feedstock for tomorrow's cars, space modules, batteries, and today's high-end homes and horse bedding. Hemp fiber, alongside other biomaterials, will be a key source of humanity's migration from fossil fuels and petrochemicals. To be viable, fiber applications require large acres cultivation. Anything petroplastic can do, hemp fiber and other biomaterials can do better. The hemp stalk contains two distinct components, the long strip of strong outer bass fiber and the remaining inner called herd or ship. Each has different properties. Here we go. Let me get this to work. Saving the A low ground plan of the world struggles to resist. From an economic standpoint, says C.C. Angelo, a practice act since the 1970s, cannabis sustained double digit growth curve is almost unprecedented in modern history. The phenomenon he describes is not limited to North America. A Moroccan farmer named Adabidi Abdelatif, who half Cannabis session, where he told me his motivation was to 
ensure that the global temporary emergency vote is in our end quote. D'Angelo co-founded the Harborside Nonprofit Dispensaries, originally Harborside Health Center, in California in 2006, and is in a unique position to characterize the industry's growth curve. Because of its breadth of applications, cannabis hemp is the most disruptive economic development since Silicon Valley edged out in our infancy, it's an understatement when it comes to excuses and markets. The big driver of hemp since and only since the first research-only farm bill has been cannabidiol, popularly known as CBD. The market for valuable hemp flower derived nutritive supplements and topical application is growing 23% annually and is on its way to being only a wellness lexicon the way that Omega and Apple are. At the moment, it's not an exaggeration the CBD market gold rush. As Arthur, Kentucky journalist who has been documenting fits and starts of chemistry since the 1990s, sees the current reality on the ground. A few veins have been struck in the hemp dollar. Now everyone's flocking to the site of the first strike, CBD. It's terrific. It's a compound that is genuinely benefiting millions of people. My own cannabinoid intake serves as a dietary supplement, part of my health maintenance program. CBD itself is not temporary. What is temporary is CBD only mania, and for farmers, high wholesale prices. Previous gold rushes, such as California's in the 19th century, provide clear lessons. Gold, of course, was and is still being traded long after most 49ers went bust. It wasn't the prospectors who benefited from commodity. Few made strikes in California, and half of them got hoodwinked out of it by shady middlemen. We're going to avoid that outcome with regard to hemp. Long term, maximum farmer benefit is our goal for this economic move. The types of people who got reliably rich off the 19th century North American gold rushes were the same ones who get rich off any boo, middlemen, crooked or legit, real estate developers, and the folks selling the shovels, pickaxes, tents, pack mules, sacks of flour and coffee. Today, hemp has its own middlemen, real estate developers, shovel sellers, but they're called extraction salespeople, CBD wholesalers, warehouse lessers, and venture capitalists. Some of these folks are honest and well-meaning. But there's no denying that elements of the hemp renaissance have all the makings of one of those bursts of irrational exuberance that accompany any market bubble. The sad reality is many of the early hemp players won these sponsoring trade show lanyards in 2019 in the proverbial wheat will separate from the chaff, or in the case of the plan we're discussing, the bass will separate from the herd, though both of these are valuable. Even though it will require an industry that markets all parts of the hemp plant to sustain a new farming economy, cannabinoids therein, because CBD is one of them, and CBD is about his own cannabis line called a miracle that is 
Cannabis comprises a growing group of 111 known compounds found in cannabis, other plants such as cacao, pepper, and echinacea, and interestingly, endogenously in mammalian mother's milk. THC, tetrahydrocannabinol, the psychoactive component of cannabis, and CBD are the best known of these cannabinoids. My own favorite cannabinoid at the moment is CBC, cannabichromine, a non-psychoactive compound showing analgesic properties, as well as anecdotal evidence of anti-inflammatory and muscle-relaxing effects. Plants, including hemp, produce cannabinoids because they serve a range of purposes, including predator defense, climactic adaptation, and also, as pollen postulates, to please us. Cannabis hemp flowers even smell appealing, so appealing, that I routinely have to check myself in the field lest I eat the profits. The flowers contain terpene, terps to those in the business, fragrant hydrocarbon-based compounds that are found in the essential oils of many plants. They might enhance the properties of other components of the plant. Much academic research on the subject is still in progress. But there is no alone add to the value of a cannabis flower. Some farmers agree just for terps. You can buy terpene-laden cannabis in dispensaries. Their scents and properties vary widely. My favorite is one called Piney. If CBD is a time where most prospectors, both independent and would-be giants, are currently staking their claim, it's a near certainty that this won't be the case in five years. Change being the only constant, I feel safe declaring that a previously unimagined market sector will emerge by 2025. I hope it's recyclable, next-generation hempin battery components, a hemp seed diet craze, or a bunch of next-wave cannabinoid terpene combinations. When cannabinoids and terpenes work in concert, it's known as the entourage effect, a key argument for thinking beyond one cannabinoid when it comes to hemp product ethics. I know I wonder about the properties embedded in blended cannabinoids, say number seven, number 42, and number 81, grown in a high piney flower. Efficacy might reside not necessarily in the sheer number of milligrams of CBD in your tincture, but in the interplay of many cannabinoids in ideal ratios. The next phase in industry morphing we're about to see will flexible, independent farmer entrepreneurs. As my Alaskan River Guide instructor taught me on the very first day of training, back in, as my Alaskan River Guide instructor taught me on the very first day of training, back in 2004, we're going to three turns ahead. All right, and with that, look three turns ahead, and we'll see you next week, and we will continue. I will take a quick photo of where we are with this wonderful um, look that's fine in summer adventures and misadventures in the summer of the trade. For putting up with us, we made it almost through a full show. I don't know that seeing it even now. So, <laughs> um, look at that. Can't even start a laugh track. What the heck is going on? All right, so have an awesome week today. Um, Candace, can we're so at the end of the round, grab the phone for a second. So, <laughs> at any rate.